Hello, welcome to the Sarah V podcast. I want to thank you so much for listening. If this is your first time ever listening to one of my podcasts, welcome. It's good to have you here. Um, I don't see you, but I'm very enthused that you're tuning in. And if you're a regular, welcome back. It's been a minute. It's not, I'm not going to lie. It's been a minute. Um, <laughs> we have just transitioned from living in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and working part-time ministry, part-time construction, part-time this, part-time that, to Rockford, Illinois, which is about 40 minutes outside of Chicago, and full-time ministry. So we just made the step. Um, We felt the leading of the Lord to make, and we have just this month in August, made that step, and we have seen great things come from it so far. We are gearing up to be every, I mean, every dream that we've had for this ministry, we are getting prepared for the takeoff. So we're going to be back in on Facebook Live, back on YouTube, back on podcasting. There's um, more books to be written more more things to be done and more souls to be saved. So I'm a little, that's just a little backstory of, of where we've been. And I wanted to talk about that today. And if you saw the title, it is Young and in Ministry. So I myself am 23 years old, going on 24 in January, and I am in full-time ministry. My husband is just a little bit older than me, and he's in full-time ministry. And to a lot of people, that's very young (laughs) to be, um, you know, running and operating a full-time job, a full-time ministry, um, as an evangelistic ministry at that, and also um, associate pastors on staff of another ministry. So it's full-time, full-time, full job. Ministry never stops. Uh, we have that saying that ministry ministry doesn't uh, go nine to five because it doesn't, you know. And these are just some things for maybe those of you striving to be in full-time ministry of what it's going to look like. Full-time ministry isn't nine to five, whether you're going to be a pastor, an evangelist, um, apostle, teacher, whatever you, you feel called to do. Um, it doesn't end at 5 p.m., it, you don't clock out from it. If you get a call at 9 p.m. for um, someone needs prayer or if you get a, a text that someone needs to counsel with you and, and you know, it's it's a full-time job. If you get, you know, you need to make a visit somewhere. You need to go see somebody. You need, you know, people are 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 looking for the source. And a lot of times ministers are able to provide that for them. So let's just start off the podcast right there. Welcome, everybody. Um, Rule number one, it's not nine to five. Ministry is full-time, 24 around the clock. And that doesn't mean that you don't get to relax because there are plenty of times where you can shut your phone off and go relax. My husband and I do this where it's like, you know, we're going on a date or we're going to watch a movie, and it's like, hey, we're not responding to emails right now. This is our time, and that's important too, is learning where to draw the line and boundaries of 
who's going to have your time. You know, if someone texts me that they have an urgent question and they need me to FaceTime them or call them or or someone emails me and says, I need you to come here this weekend or something, you know, we, we don't, we follow the peace of the Lord. If the Lord says, you know, you don't have to go to that place or I didn't tell you to do this, then, then we don't do it. We follow the leading of the Lord. We follow peace. We know if something's going to be super stressful and then it's not, it's not God. <laughs> if something's going to cause strain on our marriage, if something's going to cause um, hardship, you know, and, and that doesn't mean that it's a cop out because, you know, this current move, I don't know if you've ever moved from one state to another, but a move, packing up your whole house and heading out, that's, that's causes, that causes stress. That can, that can cause strife. That can open up doors that shouldn't be opened. And you have to be mindful of that. But, you know, that doesn't mean that, oh, well, because we know it's going to be a lot of work, then we're not going to do it. Because that's not the excuse that we get to give. We know that the Lord's hand is on us. We know that he's going to provide grace to do it. And he did. You know, uh, side note, we um, the morning we were supposed to pack up the U-Haul, there was miscommunication and uh, we didn't have a U-Haul. So when we called uh, the U-Haul place around us, there was no U-Haul to be had. They were all rented. And it was looking like, well, we told our landlord we would be out tonight. We told the electric company, utility companies that we would be out by tomorrow. And we have no U-Haul to pack up all of this stuff in. And within, we were looking within a span of three hours. We were ready to drive three hours to West Virginia to go pick up a U-Haul and drive it three hours back and then spend the remaining six hours of that day loading it up. And the Lord, he gave us a blessing that day. We were able to find a U-Haul, not only a U-Haul, the largest U-Haul, like it was, if we went a step larger, my husband would have had to have a special license to drive it. We got a 26 foot long trailer, U-Haul truck, and it was only 30 minutes away and they didn't charge us extra for a last minute booking. It was the last one they had and we were able to grab it and go. So, I mean, you know, that, that causes stress on uh, you in the natural because you wake up and you think, oh, this is going to be a great day. We're going to go get coffee. We're going to go run an errand. We're going to go pick up the U-Haul. And then the next thing you know, you're running errands with the, the thought in your mind of what are we going to do? <laughs> and, you know, we spoke the word. And we said, God, this is what you're telling us to do. Forgive us if we made a mistake and and help us out of the situation. And he did. So that that right there, I'm, I say all that to say that there will be challenge. There will be tests. There will be opportunities to get stressed and have strife. But you can overcome it. The Lord will give you grace. The Lord will help you out of it. The Lord's not just going to say, all right, it's time to go into full-time ministry and then leave you, right? He's going to be there with you the whole step of the way. And so um, going along with the title, I wanted to talk about uh, 1 Timothy 4.12. It says, don't let anyone think less of you because you are young. Be an example to all believers in what you say, in the way you live, in your love, your faith, and your purity. 
And the first half of that is don't let anyone think less of you because you are young. So you may be 19 years old. You may be 15 years old. You could be 12 years old. If you feel called to be something and you tell somebody that, don't let them say, well, you're too young to do that. You're too young to travel around and preach. You're too young to um, pastor over uh, people. You're too young to speak into people's lives. You're too young to tell me... um, what I need to do to help myself out. You know, there there comes a line that you have to draw on one, how much of your vision that you share with people. Because I can tell you right now, there was a lot of people that I had the opportunity to tell them what I feel called to do, but I knew that their mindset wouldn't receive it. And so instead of telling them all the things I want to do, like, yeah, one day I'm going to have Uh, or I feel called to be an evangelist and I'm going to have an evangelistic ministry and I'm going to travel around to all of these places. People don't, don't give them an opportunity to speak doubt over your vision because people can do that because they don't have that vision for themselves. They don't have a big enough vision for their life so they can't possibly see the vision you have for your life. So we don't tell a lot of times you know, older people can ask us, and if we know that they, they won't receive what our vision is, we just keep it very generic. I'm an uh, evangelist. I travel to different churches, and I teach people how to win souls, and I preach the gospel, and we see people get saved. And then we leave it at that. We don't tell them in detail of the things that we're believing for or the visions that God's given us or our goals and, and things like that because we know that they wouldn't be able to comprehend it. We know that that would be a stretch for their mind and they it would give them the opportunity to say, well, well that you you know I used to be in ministry and that took me 45 years to get to that point or or I didn't, you know, I was an evangelist and I didn't get booked for the first 25 years of my ministry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like people have their opinions and that's not what we want. We only want God's opinion. So if God tells us that we're going to be traveling evangelists and we're going to go to church to church. And, you know, even if in the natural, if we don't have any bookings or we aren't traveling, you know, we're still exercising and being faithful with what God told us. We're still speaking into people's lives. We're still doing the necessary things that we need to do on our part to sharpen ourselves and to keep us sharp and and ready at any time. And so I wanted to say that, but also because I felt that a lot of people will read that verse and say, well, just because I'm young, I'm not going to let anyone, you know, talk me down. And then they don't take advice from those who are older, who have already been in that situation, and who can give wisdom. So one thing that my husband and I do is we look up to the generals in the faith. We look up to people who have already been in our position, who have already gone down the path that we want to go down. And we get their advice. We say, what can I learn from you? What wisdom can you pour into me? We're constantly looking to build ourselves up, you know, listening to podcasts, listening to great um, men and women of God who have done what we're doing and, and taking the example from them of how what we need to do and then we we take it to the Lord and say okay Lord you did it for this ministry in 
you know, five years, we know that you can do it for our ministry in five years or even less. You know, we don't take someone's advice that is, oh, well, you're not going to see that for another 60 years because we, though we know we will see it, we also know that that God can expedite everything. If, you know, if we have the faith for it, if that's what we're believing for, then we know that God will put his hand behind it and back it. So, you know, because even myself being young and I'm already married and I've been told by some people before that I'm too young to be married and I'm, I look too young to be married and, and why didn't, why did I get so married so young? I I got married at 21 and, you know, that's their opinion. And maybe they didn't get married until they were 35 or something, you know, but that, that's not the path that God had for me. And when I was 21, I was ready to be married and had been seeking God to find a husband and was serious with God. And when you're serious with God, he's serious with you. He's not going to lead you on. He's not going to make you wait because, you know, of something silly. He's going to, his timing will be the perfect timing. So when I finally got serious after um, a while of not really even interested in getting married, and then I was interested, and then I wasn't, then I thought I wasn't ready, and then I got serious, and the Lord was able to um, make me the wife I needed to be in that process, as well as help my husband become the, the husband I needed, and we got married, and it was the be- it's I mean, it's the best thing. And we joke around a lot that we wish we would have gotten married sooner. And we got married really fast. <laughs> if you know, if you know us and you know our story, we got married. Um, we we were dating, engaged, and married in less than a year. And he comes from an Italian family, so I mean that's even itself is unheard of. So, um, but yeah, I wanted to say that because going back to not letting people look down on you. You know, we still look for wisdom from those who have already done what we are doing. We still look for advice. We still say, um, how can how can you help me? What do I need to do in this situation? Um, what were you doing in this situation? Because it gives us ideas on things in, that we can do better. You know, it gives us ideas of, of ways to do ministry and maybe th- ways that we didn't think of before. So with that being said, <laughs> um, you know, I, I might even make a part two of this. I'm not sure. But um, I wanted to talk about this as well is King David, when he was a boy, he was anointed to be king. But he didn't step into that calling until later on. So maybe you are just a kid maybe you're 19, 20, maybe you're 30, maybe you're 35, and you know what God has for you. You know, you can almost see like the end result of where you want to be and what you want to be doing, and you know you're anointed to do it, but that also doesn't mean that you're going to step into it tomorrow. You know, there's still some things that need that you need to learn. There's still some things that you need to experience. There's still like sometimes God just can't give it to you because you don't know how to handle it. You know, and I was just saying this the other day is that even our ministry with the the partners that we have on a monthly basis, you know, for our ministry to experience that that on in less than a year or just over a year 
being established and we have partners that partner with us financially on a month-to-month basis, you know, that's, that's to me supernatural because I've heard, I've seen ministries talk about how they didn't have that for the first couple years of being a ministry. So I've seen God expedite things. But at the same time, I was just saying this the other day, if I had, if our ministry had X amount of partners, you know, maybe 50 partners a month, I right now wouldn't be ready to handle that because our ministry is my husband and I. And so he does the preaching and I do the administration and the media. So, um, and some of the preaching as well. But you know, I'm so as part of running administration, that's keeping track of um, donations, that's keeping track of partners. And, you know, the amount that we have now is a comfortable level for me. And I'm constantly trying to grow and, and seek God to be able to expand myself. But I know right now, if, if we just all of a sudden took on 100 new monthly partners, I wouldn't be ready for that. I wouldn't even know how to like, process all that I wouldn't even know how to keep up with all that that would be that would be a lot of work and so it would cause me to grow so part of it is the fact that you know not that the Lord's holding that back from us but the Lord is going to give us that when we can rely on him and in the in the spiritual and trust in him and his grace to get it done but also there's some physical things in the natural that need to happen you know I need to learn how to handle that I need to learn how to keep up with that I need you know to educate myself and when I do that I know the Lord will bless us same as when you're preaching if you just you feel called to be a preacher a pastor or or just a preacher and you've never preached before then you need to you need to take that step. You know, you need to go to that church that has seven people in it and that wants you to come preach and you need to go preach. You need to go and and exercise that gift, grow that gift, cultivate that talent that the Lord's given you and and practice. You know, go and and speak um at small small churches or small events you know don't get so wrapped around the size because we had to do that and and even now we still go places we don't care if we go across the world and it's um you know we we're not promised big crowds we're we're there on a mission you know there's been some churches that we've gone to where it was only it was less than 10 people and it was you know in the beginning of our ministry that's a stretch for us and we still preached like it was all we had in us. We still preached like there was 5,000 people in the room. You know, we don't like lessen it because we know that when we're faithful with that, God will bless us with more. We know that when we're developing that talent, now we can speak in front of 100 people and not feel nervous. Now we know we can speak in, thr- in front of, you know, 250, 500 people and be able to speak clearly, think, you know, rely on the Lord. And because we we started off in that small, we started off being faithful with it. And so don't get discouraged when you start out in ministry. If, you know, you're on Facebook Live on on a broadcast and there's only three people watching and one of them's you on your other device, (laughs) you know, Um, don't be discouraged when you feel the Lord say to do a podcast, you know, um, start up a podcast and you see the back end of it, only five people listened. Don't be discouraged when you 
are told to write books or write music or, um, you know, record videos or whatever it is and you don't see the immediate return because a lot of times when you're, when you're faithful with it, when you're consistent with it is when it starts to grow and the Lord will give you more. If you are, if you show yourself faithful, he will give you more. So when you're faithful in going to the places that you're invited, no matter the amount of people, when you're faithful with recording the podcast, even though you can't see how many people are really going to listen to it, when you're faithful with writing the music and no one goes and downloads it from iTunes, <laughs> you're, you're, you're taking those steps of growth. You know, and that's what we, and my husband and I even talk about it. It's almost like growing pains because like when we first start on Facebook, especially after we take like a, a a couple weeks off, you know, even like we've, we've done in this move, we've, we haven't gone live on Facebook. When we go live on Facebook, it's like three people hop on, four people hop on, maybe seven people hop on because it's like the beginning stages and then we have to grow that and then it's like okay 20 people hop on okay 30 people are on and you know it's like you have to develop that and then you have to be faithful with it so that was something that the Lord just dropped on my heart to share today Um, we were in prayer and I wanted to record a podcast and that was what I felt the leading to do because a lot of times I feel like people look at us and think well you know they're just doing it and, you know, some sometimes it's it's good, sometimes it's not so good. Um, but then there's those times where I get those messages of, you know, you guys are actually doing it. And, and, and I'm not saying any of this to, like, make us sound like we are, you know, uh, big heads or anything like that. But it's like either it's possible to do it. If I can encourage you with anything, it's possible to do it. It's possible to start – if you want to start a prison ministry – and you're only 20, it's possible to do it. If you want to start a food kitchen ministry where you are, you know, helping feed the hungry and the homeless and you're, you know, doing it and you're only like 15, get involved, do it, win souls and advance the kingdom because that's what ministry is. Ministry is advancing the kingdom. It's preaching the gospel and winning souls. So whatever that ministry looks like, maybe, maybe you're not called to preach but you you feel your ministry is working behind the scenes. Maybe it's cleaning. Maybe it's doing media. Maybe it's um, helping administrate, like and uh, and keep track of things. Like whatever it is that you know that you're called to do, do it with everything you have. Be faithful in it. Start off small and and watch the watch it grow. When you when you l- allow God to come in. He'll expedite it. He'll get it going. And you won't have to wait years and years and years for it to happen. He'll do it. And it'll it'll grow tremendously very quickly. So I love you. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you'd like, you can go ahead and subscribe. So that way you get notified for the next podcast. You can check us out on MJV Ministries on Facebook and YouTube. And I will see you guys in the next one.